Welcome to No Stone Unturned. Things might get a little weird. Let's go. seen a ufo in my dreams <laughs> <laughs> really no actually, you've only ever uh, dreamt about him no i actually have never dreamt about him i've never dreamt about him that was actually totally a joke but you know there are people that say that if they've been abducted by ufos and i'm thinking are they dreaming was it all a dream nah man but i've i've never i've never dreamt of them i'm definitely intrigued by the mystery that is them you know but um I can't personally say I have. Have you? I think I have. I think I have. Damn, that means you were abducted, kid. No, nah, I was not abducted. <laughs> if I if I was, I definitely don't remember it. Yeah, you're not supposed to, man. You ever see Men in Black? Duh. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like UFOs in the standard definition or, you know, what the Uf- what UFOs actually stands for. Mm-hmm. Unidentified flying object. Um, in that sense, if you use that definition, I'm sure there's plenty of them all over the place because people just don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> it might have a, a logical explanation, but literally, if you don't know what it is, it's unidentified, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, if you're working like at a radar station, well, then, okay, you have a better chance to identify what it is. But if you're Joe Schmo looking up at the sky, you might not have any freaking clue what you're looking at. And technically, you would be able, you would be right to call it a UFO. Right? Yeah. I can tell you that when I was still living in Miami, when, well, when we were obviously all living in Miami at the time, but I was there um, at our childhood home. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember we had these huge green... Oh, as a kid they were huge today they probably look small these big green boxes they were like i don't know where the electric electronics were stored or i don't know what they were i actually have one outside of my current house um yeah we used to we used to call it the green box and we used to actually be dumb enough to sit on it not knowing how much electricity was running under (laughs) at the time but yes i do remember that vividly yes i was out there once with uh you know you remember george you remember mike of course the boys think they were both out there if you're listening what up boys yeah <laughs> we were out there and uh i was standing on on the one of those boxes that, <laughs> that was across the street from our house so mm-hmm. standing on it facing our house so i was looking i guess that would have been looking in a direction i can paint it. i know exactly yeah i know exactly how, how yeah. you were. yeah i got you and uh, I saw, I, you know, you know, you heard of the Phoenix Lights. Everyone, I think, has heard of the Phoenix yes. Lights by now. Yes. So this was before, I think this was before the Phoenix Lights. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, I wasn't aware of the Phoenix Lights at the time. Mm-hmm. I became aware about them later. Um, and when I saw them, they were the best uh, way to describe what, what I saw over the, you know, in the sky. Um standing on that box and i remember distinctly when i first noticed them 
not knowing what they were. But then as I kept watching them, starting to get more and more curious because they were like the light would kind of, it was a, a, a kind of a chain of lights. Mm-hmm. So there were multiple lights uh, in somehow like in a row. And then some some of them would go out, but then they would come back on. So, you know, it's not like a flare, for example, even though I think most people can tell what a flare looks like, but a flare, you know, it rises and it falls, mm-hmm. obviously. And when it goes out, it goes out, right? But these were like hanging there and they and one would kind of go out and then it would light up again in the same spot, more or less. And um, that's when I started to think for the first time, holy crap, what is that? It's obviously not a plane because they don't just hang there. And I called one of these dudes over. I don't even remember anymore which one it was. It was Mike <laughs> or George and showed it to them. So I was not the only witness. Um, and they and said they saw it too? Sorry? They said they saw it too when you showed it to them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was they undeniable. They confirmed that you weren't just hallucinating? <laughs> no, no. no they, they definitely saw it. And I remember asking them what they thought it was. Um, I don't remember them being as uh, enthusiastic about it as you were. <laughs> as, as me. Um, and we, it, it's not like something that came up the next day or something like that either, which was also weird. But for, I mean, in terms of us talking about it, for me personally, it was something that I never forgot. And uh, when I saw the Phoenix Lights um, report or whatever, I realized that looks pretty similar to what I saw. It was the closest thing to to, to describe what I saw um, in the sky over in Miami back then. That's insane, man. I think I remember that story. I think I I, I think I remember hearing you speak about it. I mean, again, I was I was a lot younger at that time, so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's flashes, but and I know that you were definitely. Impressionado by you know you were very impressed by it. Um, mm-hmm. It was something that uh, that caught your attention. It's I don't know how 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 I would react to something like that, you know. And I'm somebody you know. Um, well, guys, for the, for those of you that don't know, we record the show on Sundays, but we post it on Wednesdays. And the reason I say that is because yesterday um, we can actually see Venus right at right at dusk. You can see. Uh, at dawn, sorry, you can see Venus um, from from Earth, right? And you can see it slightly above the moon. And today at sunset, um, actually, it's where the moon and Venus will be the closest. And I'm somebody who's always been, you know, infatuated with the wonders of, of space and, and stars and astrology, all that, right? Um, so I'm always constantly looking up. <laughs> I'm always constantly looking up. And I've only seen, I've only seen one shooting star. And I haven't seen any freaking UFOs, man. All right. And I'm pissed about that crap because, you know, <laughs> it's not that I want to poke the bear, but damn, man, like I want to, you know, I don't want to just see shit on fucking on YouTube. You yeah, know, like, it's frustrating. It's really <laughs> frustrating, I have to say. And that's we were talking about it before we started recording. Like there yeah. was a time when I was really into to the topic. And there's a lot of stories you can find about UFOs in the past. Um, from how it all started with Roswell. Yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm, Roswell, of course. New Mexico. Of course. Um, all the way up through like the Cold War and to the sort of recent 
recent years. And they're so interesting. You get you can get really into it. You can really, you know, immerse yourself in it. And I was like that for a few years. But then it got kind of tiring because it was it was like I was telling you, you you get tired of seeing either the same crappy ass video uh footage, you grainy or or you know just completely impossible to tell what you're looking at yeah you know or the re- you get you hear the reports they sound amazing or super interesting you know and you want to see it oh but they didn't have their camera with them so uh after a while it just kind of <laughs> died a slow death <laughs> for me and i just shifted my attention to, to other things well i'm here to tell you cynic let that fire and passion for the unknown continue to burn brother don't let it be extinguished and this is why because we're not the only ones who have thought they've seen something out there that that they've come across something that lets them know we're not alone in this universe um today's fun fact actually is ufo related all right fun fact yes and the one i chose today um states many ancient paintings have been photobombed by ufos and there's this really cool picture um, with the UFO in the background that I post on our Twitter and other social media platforms, if anybody wants to see that. And it states, since the 14th century, many many ancient paintings have contained objects that have compared that can be compared to modern UFOs. Over the centuries, scholars have noted the presence of flying saucers in paintings such as the Annunciation with St. Amedeus from, ni- from 1486, which is pictured above, and the Crucifixion of Christ from 1350, in which apparent uh, flying UFOs are hovering next to Jesus' head, according to the sun, which is the entity that um, um, published that. But I, I found that very interesting, man, because it lets you know, and, and you can see, again, everybody's interpretation of, of what that object is always is skewed. You know, the, the flying saucer, something in the sky, but there's one painting where it's, you know, there's people and it's, you know, again, it's 1486, so it's out there, right? But then you see clear as day, um, there's something in the sky beaming down. You know, these things have been, <laughs> these things, have, they've been fucking with us for a long time, man. That's cool, man. That, I'm glad you, that was your fun fact, because um, if there's anything for me that is still shows any interest in the topic of UFOs, it would be in the really, really old sort of historical stuff. You know, before um, we had people, you know, photoshopping stuff and uh, looking for excuses to become famous, I think the people who painted these things, like the ones you described, I think that one, if we're talking about the same one, it's called Baptism of Christ or something. I'll send Um, you the picture, yeah. Those are for me much more interesting because I, I I can, I find it harder to believe. I'm not saying that they were incapable of bullshitting, obviously, <laughs> but um, it's still really, there's something really intriguing for me to see at least the way we interpret it, uh, something that could be seen as a UFO. I mean, it's definitely something in the sky. You can't deny that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in an image from the 14th century. I mean, for me, that's that's crazy. And and in the Bible in general. So in the Bible, in terms of Christianity, and from I think it's from Indian uh, literature or Indian religious texts, the Vedas. 
mm-hmm. also reference uh, what could very well be seen or understood as uh, some sort of flying contraptions or whatever in the sky. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in the historical uh, re- accounts and, and images. Yeah, because it lets you know that you're not crazy, basically, <laughs> you know, and there's other people that have that have thought in this, a similar wavelength. But that, you know, I've actually had that down as one of the things I want to speak about today, and I'm glad that you brought it up. If UFOs really do exist, that's a direct contradiction to religion. Because if you think about what religion is, is God created the universe and there's only there's there's only us, there's only Earth, right? There isn't anything else out there other than us and God. But if I think if we start getting to a point where we can really put pen to paper and say, you know, this is we know that we're not alone. Again, that's not going to change my relationship with my higher power. But for people that, you know, are Bible thumpers and not to offend anybody because nothing wrong with, with, you know, believing what you believe in. Uh, But for the Bible thumpers, I mean, what? They don't believe in UFOs. You you know, if you, if you ask our mother that, and again, <laughs> no offense, mom, <laughs> but she's going to be like, no, you know, that's, she'll call it, you know, satanic or it's not, it doesn't exist. But then how do you explain it? How do you explain all the shit that's going on? Just last year, um, in 2019, um, there were um, two Navy fighter pilots that uh, saw a UFO, unidentified flying object. Um and it shows here, let me see, um, it was over Jacksonville, Florida, which is fucking great, right in my backyard. Uh, apparently, they like Florida, between your experience when you were younger <laughs> and <laughs> this one. Um, and they were flying at hyper hypersonic speeds, five times the speed of sound. Um, and with that, they were still, you know, maneuvering and stopping at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, the video is grainy because it's that radar stuff or whatever, which I still don't understand why we can't <laughs> come on technology. And again, maybe they're they're keeping us there. They're keeping us in the, you know, with that grainy footage so we can't push it together. I don't know. I don't want to go too off the wall here, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it anymore personally. Um I can't bring myself to say I guess I that I I I think we are alone and that I don't think that the other life exists. I I don't, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's not necessary to go that extreme, to be honest. Um, I think the UFOs as, as we know them in sort of modern pop culture, I mean, mean the little green men and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I find that harder to believe at this point. Um, there's a lot of so-called evidence out there, but I, I have to say at the end of the day, I always come back to the same question. It's like, what would, what is their purpose at this point? Like, how can they be so advanced yet so careless that they keep getting supposedly caught on camera? Um, or is that part of their plan to get caught on camera? But making sure they're always caught by someone who has a shitty camera or because it's always fuzzy. Like, I don't know. I just can't reconcile the the two. So I don't disregard the possibility that it could be life somewhere else. I think it's a very high chance considering how big the universe is. But I don't know, man. Like, 
even with that report from the the fighter pilots, and they're not the first fighter pilots to report seeing something. Back in two thousand and four, there was another report. Of yeah, similar. yeah, and the other another interesting um, source of UFO reports from time to time is is NASA. Mm-hmm. So NASA, NASA and the Air Force have, I think, yeah. most reported, yeah. and it make and it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But NASA was in the news what six days ago on the twentieth of April. There was a report, UFO spotted on ISS live feed. ISS is the International Space Station, and apparently they have like a live feed that goes out. I guess you can tune into it. I, I don't know. The details, maybe it's a YouTube channel or something. Hmm. But apparently some some dude was, was watching this live feed. And if you're watching the live feed and there isn't anything specific going on, like, you know, I don't know if they're doing, a, a, if they're doing, a, what do they call it? <clears throat> you know, if they leave the spacecraft or whatever and they're kind of spacewalking, I think is what they call it. If it isn't oh, something yes, like yes. actually happening, then you're kind of just staring at, you know, the planet frame, yeah. Earth turning around and yeah. whatever might happen across the screen. And some dude was watching the feed and he actually saw something that so far they haven't been able to explain. I can actually send a satellite, you the link though. to that. Oh, you have it. Yeah, send that over. We can post it for, for the listeners as well so they can go back and see what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is interesting, yeah, to see that. And But again, you know, when you look at the image... Has it's don't expect Grainy, a freaking shady. HD image either. Yeah, it's yeah. just they've some been f- weird lights. Yeah, it's hard to say what it could be. Bro, they've been fucking with us for a long time, man. They've been you, fucking you do with believe us for- that, um, <laughs> that they exist. I think I'm an alien. <laughs> what if we're <laughs> aliens and we don't know it? I just, man, this is what it boils down to for me. All right, the universe is 93 billion light years. As far as, you know, diameter and, and, and space and what it takes up, right? Mm. I just, I can't, I can't think that we, we could, it could just be us. It would be, it would be cool, you know, that means we're fucking special, but I don't know if we're that special, man, you know? And then, um, and when you think about it, um, the amount of galaxies in the universe is uh, two trillion galaxies. Two trillion. Two trillion. So initially, <laughs> I was like oh, a couple thousand. Two trillion. So to think a couple thousand, <laughs> fucking way off, you know. So to think, yo, that you know, with everything that's out there, so much, you know, we spoke about a little bit in our last episode when we spoke about Gnosticism. Um, you know, being under, being able to understand that there's more out there than what we can just see and touch. Right. So when we consider everything that's out there, man, I just I can't wrap my head around us being alone. You know, that's true that I agree with you. The question is, are we talking about intelligent life? Another. Yeah. Are we talking about? I mean, damn. Another dimension. If you say trillion of trillion, poppy trillion papito then there must be everything in between there must oh, be yeah, more events there must be less events there's another version of us somewhere in another parallel universe well now <laughs> ah, we're talking it's getting about different. it's getting deep baby <laughs> <laughs> yo that reminds me actually uh i mentioned to you 
uh, totally offline. I think this was like a couple of days ago. Yeah, or yesterday uh, was it? I don't know, bro. I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> Shut up. About that show, Devs. Yes, you did. That was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they kind of touch on that a little bit. I told you at the end, it gets like a bit matrixy. So uh, it's only like eight, eight episodes, I think, the season. Is it on Netflix? Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix. How'd you see it? But it's definitely available, and we can talk about that offline. Okay, cool. Off the grid. <laughs> Off the grid. But yeah, yeah when you think yeah. when you th- yeah you think about the vastness of, of what's out there, man, it's just it's hard to it's hard to believe. That it's you just know, us. yeah, this um, you know when this UFO thing took off, right? Uh, at least in the U.S. with the whole Roswell thing. 1947. 1947. That was the year I think the Air Force was born as well, if I'm not mistaken. I should know that as a Air Force veteran. <laughs> um, Thank you for your service. <laughs> come on, man. What? I really mean that. <laughs> what is that? Is that corny? I'm leaving this shit in, bro. I don't need anyone thanking me for shit. <laughs> You're a fucking, you're an old grizzly veteran. <laughs> I don't need anybody taking me for a damn thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, back then, uh, this, again, this was one of the things that I totally bought into when I was really into this subject. And now I'm like, come on, man, it was a freaking weather balloon. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it started, whether it was a weather balloon or not, right? There was this, uh, some kind of, well, crash site where someone and I can't tell I, I don't remember the characters' names. Um at this point. I think you can find it like anywhere. So I don't know if I need to, to tell you literally who it was, but mm-hmm. they came across um some what looked like wreckage. And in the end of the day it was some kind of reflective material. I think of something like aluminum foil. But apparently, um, less aluminum foily, <laughs> um, and some like pieces of wood or something, uh, and some of those pieces of wood or whatever had some symbols on it that. Bro, UFOs are using wood, bro. Yeah, exactly. Come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that at least, and at least one of the documentaries they said it was some kind of wood material. But okay, let's just say I'm wrong. Let's say it was some highly advanced whatever. The the official story. So at first the US Air Force didn't actually confirm it. You know, they didn't they didn't really respond to it, which led credence to the story that uh, something happened, you know, that something was there and that they didn't want to talk about it. You know, that they were mm-hmm. keeping tight lip. But then, you know, the pressure kind of started kept growing you know it it was obviously now in in the public domain it was in newspapers and all that stuff and eventually they did come out with a statement and then what they said was that it was a top secret weather balloon and it sounds like such a ridiculous answer to a accusation or to a charge of the you know a ufo or spaceship crashed to say that it was a weather balloon even if it was true it didn't help <laughs> their their side of the story because everyone was just like, "What? That shit couldn't have been a weather balloon, right?" Yeah, yeah. But yeah. apparently they were they were testing weather balloons that they were these balloons were like hanging really high in the atmosphere, 
doing readings, they happen to be made out of this very highly reflective material, and they're saying that one of those is what crashed. And so whether it was real or not, bro, that, what if that's what if that stays in itself, dude? What if what if they're like what if they're like yo people are getting too hot on a trail with this UFO shit, let's fucking have a weather balloon fall, and let people talk about it, and then we're gonna be like oh no it was just a, a weather balloon, so we can get them off the UFO scent. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't I don't I don't know man I don't trust these motherfuckers. No, absolutely. Know. That is also a a a very well accepted theory that they are constantly involved in kind of like misdirection mm -hmm. uh, to keep people focused on like silly stuff when, you know, while they deal with the real stuff. The real shit. Yeah. Case may be. Um, and then it gets even more complicated because then you have official reports that you can actually find today of things where they, of projects that, they ran they meaning the air force um like for example project blue book where they actually had a team of people investigating ufo sightings and um taking uh, a lot of data a lot of notes you know collecting a lot of information on various uh, sightings and whatever and this was something that was funded for a few years at least and the guy who was heading up that Project Blue Book, <laughs> I'm really sorry that I'm not going to tell you his name because I don't remember his name right now. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, they can search it. Yeah, I'll look. Maybe you can search it while I just I look up uh, head of Project Blue Book and you'll find gotcha. his name. But this dude who originally as the head of Project Blue Book was a, a skeptic on the UFO topic. He was kind of out to debunk at least this is one one side of the story. He was out to sort of debunk this, um, all these accounts. And uh, why does it get more confusing? Because eventually, once like Project Blue Book gets shut down officially, this dude becomes like a UFO investigator, and is all. And then he's like, he he's all of a sudden a believer, if you you know if if I can call him that. Like he went from skeptic to someone who he, believed that there was really something there. Now he's drinking the punch. Exactly. Exactly. Is it Major Hector Quintanilla? Mm, Project Blue Book. Is that what comes mm -hmm. up? Yeah, Major Quintanilla's error took over as Blue Book's leader in August 1963. Who was before him, though? Quintanilla sounds familiar, but I, don't, I didn't think he was connected to Blue Book. Um. Yeah, we'll find it. But in any case, that muddied the waters again even mm -hmm. more. And so, yeah, maybe you're right, man. Maybe it's, this is all part of a big misinformation game on their side. Because, they, you know, if you, if you confuse people enough, eventually they'll just be like, whatever. <laughs> they'll just stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll, they'll lose steam, i.e. cynic. <laughs> in their quest to know the truth i mean me. there's there's always there's always those people you know that you know seem crazy and one movie that comes to mind that uh, i used to love and the original not the well i won't say the original because i think that was a remake but the one with will smith and tommy jones which is men in black 
And you always have those crazy, there's a character in there, the guy in the RV, you know, there's like, oh, UFOs, man, they're real. And, you know, and this and that. And you have those people in real life that, that, you know, resemble that type of individual that they just seem off the wall and nuts, you know, but then it's like, yo, are they really nuts? You know, because in the movie, at least fucking UFOs were, were absolutely real. What's funny to me about um, Roswell and, and that point in time is that originally it was called Paradise Ranch. Do you know that? Uh, no, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that They before. called it Paradise Ranch to make it more appealing uh, to the employees that would work there. They didn't want to spook people out with the shit that they were seeing. Then it eventually got shortened to the ranch and then Area 51 because I think uh, demographically where it is on the map or whatever. Um but when something is so high high tech like that, when something is so protected, do you remember last year when these fucking idiots went and stormed Area Fifty One? I don't know if that caught news in Berlin. I um, mean, I saw that there was a Facebook page <laughs> to do it, but I didn't think, dude. They actually did yes, it so it started as a Facebook page like petition, you know, and then there was actually cats, bro, like out there. Again, we'll post it on on our social media platforms, but there was actually cats out there really? that went. They went, bro, and it was a lot of them. Like, a lot more than, than should have been there. And the Air Force straight told them, they were like, if you guys cross this fence, <laughs> you will be executed. Like, they weren't playing with them. <laughs> y claro, the hippies didn't do it, you know? But they were they were pushing, man. And for me, it's, for me, it's like, obviously, I know that there's some things, you know, that the people can't know. And there's some things that have to be top secret because you can't tell everybody everything. I understand that. I just feel like they're too, I don't know, man, they're too hush-hush on that. And it makes me feel like there's something else there. You know, like mm. there's 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 more to, to what they're, and I don't know what their advantage is. Because if there are UFOs, what is, what's so bad about telling us, look, guys, we, you know, there is something, there is something here or, or we did find this or whatever the case may be. Why, why go through so, so, um, such an extent to... To try to keep it on the hush, you know. What mm. do you gain from that if you're the government? I don't. I don't know, man. Well, uh, you know, misdirection. I think that's what they gain. Look, you like with Area Fifty One. I believe that the F one seventeen stealth bomber, I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called, uh, was developed at Area Fifty One. And it was, I remember, this is one of the things that I do remember, because that was an aircraft that was not in the public's, like, radar, on the public's radar. No one knew that that plane existed. And the reason that that plane became well-known is because of the uh, first Iraq war. You is know. that that black plane that looks like the Batmobile that's flying? Yeah, yeah. It's well, there that it was in that movie, Executive Decision. That one, exactly. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, that plane kind of came, made it to the stage or came on the stage uh, because of the Iraq War, uh, when the very first Gulf War, where Iraq attacked Kuwait and we sent troops. Mm-hmm. That was the, right around the time I was in high school and I was really into aircraft and I was really into the air force and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so 
that plane came out and then when it came out and people saw it then on the news they were like yeah this was developed in secret yeah in area 51 so there's there's more than enough reason for them to keep people thinking uh that you know this is going on when it actually that's going on if they want to keep stuff like that on the low yeah i i totally agree man i totally agree with that i just I don't know, man. I have this intuition that there's more. What if we, um, you know how we always have this image of a UFO with a big head and the big eyes and we always see it like so Yeah, weird that's also another interesting story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And alien-like, right? What if, you know, they view us that way? <laughs> because to them, what's normal is their species, assuming they're, they're, they exist, of course, right? Mm-hmm. But they must look at us like, yo, these guys are ugly. They have skinny heads and <laughs> they have small heads and all these short arms. <laughs> you know, all these little fingers and they have this distinct smell. <laughs> they smell like ham all the time. <laughs> I don't know, man. And and, and I, I really do think, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I do think people have been abducted before. I have heard some stories that is like, man, that's that's not a dream, man. That's way too descriptive. They come back with marks. Like, they'll come back with with marks on their body. I just, some of the stuff I've heard, man, I've, I've, and I don't, I wouldn't want to think that I'm a gullible individual. Obviously, everybody can get got, but if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So with that being said, <laughs> you know, I'm a little skeptical going in, if anything, but I'm open to it as, as I am to, to everything and, or to most things. And, and yeah, man, it's, hearing some of those stories, they're very graphic, very detailed, and I would look if I wanted to to you know study a species, I would abduct them. I would abduct them, motherfucker. <laughs> I would you know, and I would poke and prod them and see how they you know. Just like if we caught one of them, we would do to them. We would you know, obviously they'll be in Area Fifty One right now. Nobody would know about it, which is kind of the the storyline for Men in Black. Sorry, I keep going back to that. And, but we'll be doing tests, and there's actually um, a theory out there that, that there was a saucer that that uh, crashed back in '47. And, the Roswell um, one. Yeah, the Roswell one, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and what they do is, you know, what they wanted to do is study, and it kind of investigated, and and I think if anything, I don't, you know, obviously um, the plane that we were just talking about in 1947 is a long time, but I think if there's any truth to that, I'm sure the developing, the development of that plane had something to do with what they discovered there. But yeah, man, I, there's, there's just a lot of stories that I've heard, um, that I'm like, man, I don't think these people are crazy. You know, there has to be, and think about it. It's perfect. It's so out there. It's so outlandish. It's so left field that they're like, nobody's going to believe you. (laughs) You're going to look crazy. (laughs) And that's the scariest shit. Who's going to believe you? Who's going to believe you? You know what I mean? You know, this mythical flying saucer in the sky. Nobody's going to believe you. Go back to your normal life and we'll come back in six years and see how your body's aged and we'll test you again. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Have you ever come across any stories of people being abducted? Like personal stories? No, not like your neighbor, but <laughs> in research. Or <laughs> oh, Jim from down the street. Um, well, I mean, yeah, from the time when I was really into the subject, uh, I, I would listen to the podcasts or watch, you know, videos on YouTube and stuff like that, documentaries, and sure. Wow, you can't tell me they're all crazy, bro. Uh, yeah, I could. You can't Actually, tell me that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> nah, all right, elaborate, please. No, I mean, 
Uh, I'm not saying now it would be wrong to say they're all crazy. Uh, I think you maybe have a mix of of things going on, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think they're all. If they're not making it up, and you have to admit there have to be some who are making it up because that's just how human beings are. For sure. I'm not saying everyone is, you know, every story is legitimate, but there's just a couple that I'm like, ooh. I think that a lot of them are probably thinking that they've been abduct- abducted, um, but they've had some sort of, I don't know, psychotic break or some kind of, you know, I don't know, some kind of psychological situation happened. Um, where they've felt that it's really real, whatever they're experiencing, and and maybe it wasn't. I mean, that's one other potential possibility. And I'm not saying that it's either either they're making it up or they're all psychotic. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a mix of potential reasons. I don't. I find it hard to believe the the whole abduction thing, though. To be to be honest, I really I really do because why? Like you said. As you said, you know, you said if you wanted to study another species, you would abduct them and you would, you know, test on them and poke them Mm -hmm. and prod them and whatever. And okay, besides the fact that that's putting a very uh, human quality on it, right? We're assuming they're going to do what we do. That's the first thing. We don't know Mm -hmm. if they would do what we do because you're right. They should be further along, further advanced than us. They probably don't have to abduct us to know what they want to know. That's exactly that's one, <laughs> that's one possibility. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, another possibility is okay. Let's say that that is the tack to the taking that they want to abduct us to study us. When we take animals and test them, we do we usually pluck them out and then put them back? I don't think so. I when we test when we test products on animals, you mean? Or? When we test animals, uh, or yeah, like when we like like you said, you know, the way we do with animals, oh, when we want to test stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, they're you. taken and they're kept as test animals, or already in some cases, they're actually grown for that. You know, they're bred for that purpose. Well, there's a lot of unexplained missing person cases. I don't want to be the crazy guy. Well, here. yeah, okay, fair enough. That's that that could be. That's true. There's a whole shit. That's we should do an episode on that. There's a yeah, lot we of should. missing persons. We should. It's man. when you look at the numbers, it's actually pretty scary to see how many people go missing every year in the United States alone. And is it human trafficking or is it aliens? That's another one. It's we gotta so talk many. About, it's trafficking. so many people. I don't know yeah. that you could even uh, like if that was all human trafficking. That's that's crazy. But in any case, um, we like if we take a cow out of you know from the pasture and test on it we don't then just put it back the next day right i don't know i just seen it just seems like that would be weird but okay i'm again now i'm putting sort of human characteristics on it too like because i would i i don't think we would do that so i'm assuming they wouldn't do that maybe they see it different maybe their experience maybe their experiments work better when they can put us back in society and see how how we deteriorate because no one believes us you don't know if they have a sense of humor, you know. I mean, you don't know they're like, man, let's fuck with these guys, you know. Sure. Uh, I think what's happening with you in your case, you know, how we had that that guy you spoke of earlier um, in the podcast about that he first worked for, I think, the government, 
I found his name, to, by the way. Yes, what was his name, please? His name is J. Allen Hynek. J. Allen Hynek. So yeah. he first worked to study the aliens or whatever, and then he became a believer, right? Is that kind of what yeah, happened? Yeah, he was a skeptic. and uh, He was a skeptic, he yes. eventually became... Uh, yeah, he turned around and became like a... I don't know what to call it. Advocate? Well, I don't know. Believer. You, yeah, the osmosis... <laughs> Um, of what's going on with you is the opposite, my friend. <laughs> you first were a believer, now you're a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't know, bro. I don't know about abductions. I um, want, and I, it's like X-Files, bro. <laughs> I want to believe. But nah, I I'm getting a little tired of all the bullshit videos. <laughs> That's what they want. They want you to get tired, man. They want to keep man. putting information out there that's just that. enough to pique your interest, but nothing that you can really, you know, hang your hat on. And, they, you know, we're in fucking in the year 2020 and we still don't have clear radar, you know, technology. Come on, man. Come on. Maybe again, man, maybe we're alien. Maybe we're aliens. Mm. Think about that for a second. I mean, in the definition, like defining aliens as in coming from another planet. You're like, well, Webster uh, says that. Uh. <laughs> According to the textbook definition, we are indeed aliens. Uh, yeah, man. maybe. What if they've embedded themselves within our, you know, within our species, man? What if they're living among us? Just like in Men in Black. Um, there's a theory... Uh, I don't know right now who uh, I'm saying a lot of I don't know. I'm apologizing for that again. There is a theory out there that that they are responsible for us. It's called the ancient aliens theory. Have you heard that one? I have not. That's very interesting. There's actually a whole series on I think it's a history channel called ancient aliens. I was really into that back then. Uh, where they go through this theory. The th and the theory is that some advanced civilization arrived on the planet Earth however long ago, came here looking to mine something. Usually the story goes that they came to mine gold because they needed gold for uh, for their atmosphere back in, back home or wherever they were from. They needed gold for some reason. And they wanted to create a species that would mine the gold oh, that's for them. So messed up. And so they genetically modified uh. they, they created us out of, you know, some modification between ape DNA and I think their own DNA. And uh we came out uh we were grown or whatever for that purpose and that as the story goes, that was our origin, and it, it's it's also how they explain in that theory how they explain some early encounters. There's evidence, you know, from stories that have come down from various like tribes, um, very early civilizations, where they have stories where they talk about encounters with some some kind of strange people sometimes they describe them as having come down from above or sometimes they describe them in just a very they just completely different looking people wearing some completely weird whatever and they arrived and they were super advanced 
super advanced and gave them some, you know, help them with some to like progress technologically a bit. And then also all of a sudden um, disappeared. And so these these kind of became legends of, you know, these people who who came and brought, you know, knowledge and then they left and they promised to come back. That's also a story. Mm. So the aliens thing. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of different uh tentacles yeah what if alien, alien we're probably just talking. a video game for them that they're controlling from outer space <laughs> i would I, I wouldn't go that far although it's great hearing you know different theories um because you never know man you never know what you hear but i yeah i don't i don't no nah, i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say all that bro that you know the reason for our existence is so we could fucking mine gold for them but it is interesting hearing that it is interesting hearing that, man, and um, it is a little scary, too, because <laughs> we would have all this shit wrong. I mean, we would be so wrong about everything that we think <laughs> life is. Um, it would be so unimportant as well. I think the um, design of, this, the, of the saucer would have evolved over time. It's either one or two things. Either it's perfect, and if it's not broken, don't fix it, mm-hmm. or we just... <laughs> whoever whoever was left field enough to you know come up with the object or, or say that this is the vision they saw or this is what they saw in the sky um, nobody could ever come up with something better you know but don't you think it's weird that that you know that signature 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 shape of the saucer um has it changed over time that it's always been i remember when i was younger drawing ufos you know because it was easy <laughs> it was easy you know and and I would sit there and I would draw and there would always be UFOs in the sky. Man, hold on. Rewind, my man. I just told you, right? I told you at the early in the, earlier in the show that I didn't dream about UFOs. But why was I drawing them when I was younger? <laughs> let's fucking get into it. Let's roll up the sleeves. What do you mean you were drawing them? Like what? Oh, I would draw doing? them. They so I would always. Them. No, like drawing, bro. You were a kid. You never drew when you were yeah, a kid. Yeah, but drawing for what? Well, what was the purpose? For pleasure. <laughs> That's what kids did. We didn't have fucking social media back then. We didn't have, you know, YouTube. You know, we had coloring pencils and, you know, little G.I. Joes and shit. And we used our imagination, which is why we're such a great generation. Nah, but, yeah, I would just, I would just draw it, I, you know. I would just draw. I like drawing. So, I remember I would draw, you know, like a little kid would draw the sun and then grass, and then a balloon, and then him, and a stick, you know? Mine were a little more advanced. I wasn't stick figurey, but I wasn't a Picasso. I ain't gonna, you know, toot my own horn. But more of the story is is that I would I would always draw saucers in the sky, man. I would always do that. Hmm. What if I was fucking abducted, man? Oh, here we go. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, 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 I'm not gonna go. But I'm just saying, bro, that's really weird for me to make that connection. I don't... And nobody talked to me about UFOs at that age. I mean, I had to be eight, nine years old, ten years but, old. I mean, what was I drawing, maybe it's bro? Possible that you saw something I was watching on TV. I was highly influenced by you. You're right, <laughs> motherfucker. And you actually, it's your fault. You've reminded me of something now because you mentioned earlier the whole uh, big head and the big eyes. You know the typical the depiction that you think of when you think of an alien. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know where that came from? I'm assuming it's from people's accounts of their interactions with them. It's from one person's account. 
Just one, right? Yeah. It's one person's account of an abduction that he said he went through. And he wrote a book. And on the cover of that book is that image. Mm. Uh, That guy's name is Whitley Strieber, I believe. And his book, I believe, is called... Man, I'm going to mess this up. Communion, I think is what it's called. And you can see it. If you look it up, Whitley Strieber Communion, you'll see this big-ass you know, stereotypical alien head and face on the uh, cover. Mm. And he came out with that book many, many years ago. And fine. I mean, maybe he was the originator. (laughs) Yeah. But since then, that's how we all assume aliens look. And just like that, we, you know, also the thing with the flying saucer, you know, where that came from, there was, there was some pilots I'm thinking this was just after World War Two, I think. Uh, you can look it up also yourself if you look up uh, where the term Foo Fighters originates from, because these are the these are the guys who who came up with the term. There was these pilots, and they were flying somewhere in the U.S. I think uh, in the Northwest uh, or something. Mm-hmm. And these pilots saw these uh, flying kind of discs flying uh, out on the horizon. And they had seen them, if I'm not mistaken, on a few occasions. And they called them at some point Foo Fighters, uh, which I guess is where the band gets its name from. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and when they were describing them to whoever it was they were describing them to on the ground when they were interviewed, they described them as almost like saucers. And that's where the term flying saucer comes from. <laughs> yeah, it says the term Foo Fighter was used by Allied aircraft pilots in World War II to describe various UFOs or mysterious aerial phenomena seen in the skies over both the European and Pacific theaters of operations. Hmm. Yeah. So it was during World War II. Okay. During World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, but that's a pretty dope name for a band, man. Foo Fighters. <laughs> um, I like it even more now. So my point is that sometimes these things make their way into human consciousness and we don't always notice it like consciously right away or, you know, give it much importance. And then sometimes later on, we, you know, just subconsciously or unconsciously talk about these things like they've always been that way or they've always looked like that. Or whatever the case is. But it's usually the case that it started somewhere. Because someone, you know, some one person described it in that way. And at least for modern times, um, it's kind of become the standard. Right? That doesn't explain, obviously, the images like the one you described earlier. The biblical uh, paintings. Which were done much, 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 much earlier. And also kind of have a shape of a saucer, or at least a round shape, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll admit it doesn't um, take that into account. But yeah, it's interesting, interesting stuff. Did you see the picture I sent you? Uh, I did. About that, yes. that painting? I did. Yeah. And I've seen and that the, one The tractor beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tractor beam is always something that's there as well. Um, I don't know, man. It makes me think as well. It's like, if they're... 
it seems like they're more intelligent than us if they exist, assuming they do. It seems like, you know, again, because we're not watching them. They're watching us. All right. So we're, if anything, we're the prey and they're the hunters. Um, if they if, if they are as advanced as we think they are, would they even need a spacecraft? Would there even be a spacecraft? That's another kind of alien, bro. What do you mean another kind of alien? <laughs> there are aliens supposedly out there who don't. They're not using spacecraft, man. What are you talking about? I've never heard about aliens that don't use spacecraft. I'm coming up with this now because I'm thinking. It's getting me to think, man. Like, if they are really that advanced and they had flying saucers back in 1438 or whatever, and they still got, you know, there's no way they still got flying saucers now, bro. They had to have upgraded. So I'm thinking maybe there is no saucer. But now you're telling me there's a different type of alien. So now you got to tell me what the hell you're talking about. Look, bro. <laughs> Let me school you on something. School me, son. No. So you remember the film Interstellar? Yo, great film, man. One of my favorites. One of my favorite films as well. Yeah. So in Interstellar, what's going on there? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to now say that that was an alien because. I'm not entirely sure that those were aliens or that was, I think it was some version of them in the future, a very, yeah. very advanced version of them in the future. Yeah. But the idea of uh, life existing, intelligent life existing in another form, like uh, as a light source, is also uh, entertained by some people. And so it's not far-fetched or unheard of to find stories of theories i should say of other aliens or of, of alien life f- existing that isn't physical yeah they're made of light or something like this or they're um i don't know maybe they might have to be made out of light anyway but they exist on sort of a different plane you know so they could literally be right next to us but we don't see them exactly. they're like in a different exactly exactly we just have to think there if there's if they are more intelligent than us then they're just more they're more ahead of the curve man they're doing things again (laughs) they're doing things that are that our mind wouldn't be able to comprehend like you say that they could be in the room with us and not know and if somebody the, the funny thing about conspiracy theories is that you know it's either you look like you're like enlightened or you look crazy. All right. Mm. And I think certain people are afraid to look into certain things because they don't want to look crazy. You know, and then I think some people, you know, get the balls or the courage, whatever you want to call it, to do it and then they go off a cliff, right? Is <laughs> it a, is it a chemical imbalance? Is it because they're tapping into something else that's out there? That's the frustrating thing. You know, because it's too, it's, it's either you're a genius and you're, you're figuring something out before we are, or you're a nut and you need to be in a straitjacket. Those are two, you know, and like people don't, I think people don't want to end up on any side of that, (laughs) you know, because it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's fucking, it can change your life. It can change how people view you. It can change the way you perceive things. But I don't think that we should ever be afraid of the unknown, man, the mystery that's out there. You know, I think that that yeah, we we should definitely yeah we should definitely be intrigued by that. It should invoke something in us that 
that makes us want to know more about what's going on, you know? But it's just like some people like to be lied to. Like, I have a friend, and I don't want to make this a political show, um, and I'm not going to say whether I'm left or right, even though I know Cynic, you don't give a fuck, you let people know, but I'll try to stay neutral. But we're talking about this whole um, quarantine thing and everything that's going on with the COVID stuff. And, um, you know, the our great commander-in-chief, President Trump, it starts off and there's there's this clip, maybe about 30 seconds of him talking over a span of five weeks. In a span of five weeks, they put these clips together. And at the beginning, he's saying there's there's nothing to worry about, fake news, no pandemic, whatever, whatever. Next week, he's like... You know, we're looking into it, but again, everything's under control. Nothing to worry about. Third week, he's like, I always knew it was a pandemic. I always knew it was an issue. Fourth week is we're <laughs> shutting down the country, you know? And I'm like, so I, I go to him, and, and this is somebody who's pro-Trump, and, and I just ask him, you know, kind of a an unbiased question. I'm like, hey, man, um, how do you feel about, because obviously I know you are pro-Trump, you know, how do you feel about, you know, kind of when somebody, you know that somebody's kind of bullshitting you, you know, how do you, how do you feel uh, that this guy's basically lying to your face, and then he's just coming back two weeks later, and he's blatantly contradicting something that he stated a week or two weeks before. And he's like, man, that's the problem, bro, is that everybody was always talking about this and that. He just wants to calm people down, bro. He just wants to calm people down. He doesn't want to go ahead and make people crazy. And I and let's call this person Jake, because this is one of my dear friends, and I don't want to put him out there. And I go, Jake, how are you going to tell me that, bro? Like, there's there's ways of giving people a sense of security without lying to their face. You know what I mean? You you can you can go out there and be like, look, this is something that, you know, there's there's still a lot of variables to the fluid situation, but rest assured that we're gonna do everything. You know what I mean? You can you can give people a sense of security without feeding them bullshit. But no mm-hmm. matter what, you know, our commander in chief says, his followers follow him off the cliff. And they follow him, you know, and they're gonna try to justify like something so blatant like that. Oh no, he just doesn't want to give people get people rowdy. You know, and it, it just I bring that up. It's like some people like being lied to. Some people like being put to sleep. Some people like being told, hey, look, there's nothing for you to wear. It's like when your your mom used to, you know, hold you to her bosom and pat you on the head and say, Papi, todo va bien. don't worry about it. It's OK. It's OK. Some people want and it's like, yo, that's not the real world. And to each their own, man, you know, live your life the way you want to live it. Maybe that's the way to live it. <laughs> Maybe I should take a page out of your book. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the way I see things is like, man, I, I just rather know the truth. I rather know what's out there. You know, I rather know what's really going on. You don't have to treat me like a simple mind that, that can't comprehend, uh, you know, something that, that, that is farther than, um, you know, you know, my reach, uh, physically. <laughs> so it's, it's just so funny. I think there it's are funny. some people who take that same track with the UFOs, UFO topic? Yeah, I think certain people, you know, whatever whatever um, initial cover-up or first line of defense for the government, whether it be debunking it by, oh, it's not true or whatever, that's enough for them. They just need to be told that it's not true. And then they're not going to dig any deeper. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because that that that's good for them. That's, you know, these... <laughs> This is yeah. going to stop. Their world yeah, if it's the world. These are the same motherfuckers. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to say that. That's going to be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> These are the same people on Instagram freaking straight flexing, <laughs> you know, and showing, like, promoting that they live a certain type of life. And you know them personally. It's like, bro, you know, that's that's not that's not the way you're living, you know? You know, I, I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> 
Uh, but I'll, I'll leave that there. <laughs> I wanted to bring up another reference to the whole UFOs thing in... We touched earlier on how they appear in religious books and texts. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned about the Bible and I mentioned about um, the something called the Vedas. The Vedas are a... I guess a religious text for the Hindus and there was there is a story in the Bible mm-hmm. have you ever heard of Ezekiel of course so Ezekiel uh, I'm not gonna try to quote anything from it I will instead read this little bit of a this little clip here Uh, So it says, of the many accounts in the Bible of strange happenings and otherworldly occurrences, the story of Ezekiel is one of the more fascinating, especially when looked at through the lens of modern technology. When biblical texts are interpreted through this perspective in general, an interesting picture emerges of the possibility that our ancient ancestors were actually visited by an advanced race rather than gods. This idea, known as the ancient astronaut theory, sees Ezekiel's, quote, vision of the Merkaba, or wheeled chariot, as more likely to be a spaceship or space shuttle used by an advanced species to reach out to humans. And this is a theory that's pushed by a very controversial, controversial person. Uh, His name is Eric Von Daniken. He's put out, he's, he's the author of a book called uh, Chariots of the Gods. In the meantime, you could also find uh, documentaries about Chariots of the Gods. And he goes into the whole ancient astronaut theory, and in particular, the account in the book of Ezekiel, which is in the Bible, where he talks about, uh, actually, I'll read the quote, if that's okay. It's not that long. Is that all right? Of course. Please do, man. Let us hear it. So it says... I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lighting and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. So this is a a description of some kind of a chariot. That's the book of Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 1. And... Uh, A little bit more, it says, As I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the ground beside each creature with its four faces. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz, and all four looked alike. Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the creatures faced. The wheels did not change direction as as the creatures went. Their rims were high and awesome, and all four rims were full of eyes all around. Spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked something like a vault, sparkling like crystal and awesome. 
So wow. obviously it's a pretty crazy description of something in language that is kind of old. Um, so obviously they did their best to describe something. We don't know if this person actually saw it, if this person had some kind of, a, again, psychotic break and imagined it or hallucinated it. Yeah, maybe they were on mushrooms. I don't know. <laughs> but when you read that and you try to kind of reconstruct this thing as it's described, this contraption, um, from there comes, you know, this this story, this belief that this person, uh, Ezekiel, saw something that was, he was describing something that sounded like a craft. Um, you know, not an angel just coming out of the sky or something, but something that seemed to be some sort of mechanical object, mm. right? And so when people, certain people, they build the story that, look, this this is possibly a a story of, of, of an ancient advanced civilization, you know? Mm. And that's just from Ezekiel and, and you know, the, the Bible, but like I said, the Vedas, if you look up, I won't read any more quotes from it, but you can look up the Vedas and look up the Vimanas is what they're called. So the craft, which let's just say for argument's sake is what Ezekiel was describing, that kind of craft that moved and carried whoever it was from wherever, <laughs> uh, they, they call that a Vimana. And you can Google that and look up plenty of stories and descriptions and accounts and theories on what was this Vimana, because this is also a text that is thousands of years old, I think. I would have to check exactly how old the, the Vedas are. Oh man, I see it. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, but they also are describing some kind of a craft carrying someone. Yeah. That throws me for a loop, man, because I, I always had the impression, especially with with my mother, which is so religious, I know that her account, and I've spoken to her this about this before, is that she never, you know, she never believed that. You know, it was just like, no, it's if, if it's not of God, it's it's you know from the devil, you know, and you don't mm -hmm. mess with that or whatever the case may be. I just wish I could have been like, well, mom, let's open up the book of Ezekiel and let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, because no, don't you... <laughs> worry, she would have had a very good explanation. Oh, of course, just like a Trump, or just like a Trump supporter. An um, yeah, I get it. But you know, when you come on, man, like you hear that, you hear that, you hear that. And it's like, man, that, that blows me away. And I wish, I wish I would have had that information when me and her had that conversation. Um, <laughs> and she's not the only one that, that evidence. Yeah. She's not the only one. Cause I've come across other individuals who have given me the same, you know, kind of sentiment as far as, but it goes back to the whole, oh, don't question anything. Shut up. Just think about God. You know, and that's the shit that pisses me off. You know, it's that it's always like, oh, no, shh. Hey, putting you to sleep. Oh, come here. Oh, go to bed. It's, everything's okay. You know, it's like, no, bro, let me know what's going on. You know, let me know what's going on. I'm taking a look at this uh, Vimana um, that you were speaking of. And this is trippy, dude. This is trippy stuff. I wish they, I wish we could um, show them as we're talking about it. Once we do the YouTube channel, we'll be able to, guys. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it yeah, is but anyone can look like, it up. These yeah, please do. So please cool. do. Um, this is some gnarly stuff, man. It really is. Um, I have another 
report. This is kind of interesting. It's a report of a UFO sighting. Mm -hmm. So it's more modern, but it's still very uh, old. It's not biblical times. Um, and I think it's kind of cool because given our mother's, um, where our mother's from, Venezuela, mm -hmm. this is an actual report from the U.S. consulate in Maracaibo, Venezuela, oh. Let me let From me I'm telling you, 1886. I'm telling you, Senate, we're aliens. Let me interject. Jacksonville, Florida. Boom, alien sighting. You, Green Box, boom, alien sighting. Venezuela, boom, alien sighting. The connections are there, man. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but the connections are there. Carry on. So yeah, so this um this was reported in eighteen eighty six. Diablo. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was uh a report made to the U.S. consulate. I didn't know we, we had a U.S. consulate. Back <laughs> 1886. Jesus. There's holes in your story, man. It's not added. No, up. but <laughs> <laughs> double check that. Confirm that. Fact See, check. We even had a I consulate. got you. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> the U.S. consulate in Venezuela opened in 1935. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm. I'm gonna just read it. It's not that long. Okay. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It was submitted. By the U.S. consulate, sorry, to the uh, magazine, I guess, called Scientific American, which I think still exists today, doesn't it? I mean, I remember that as a kid, Scientific American. I, I don't know if it's still out there, but I definitely remember it, for sure. So it says, the following brief account of a recent strange meteorological occurrence may be of interest to your readers as an addition to the list of electrical eccentricities. I love the talk of people back then. <laughs> During the night of the 24th of October last, which was rainy and tempestuous. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> a family of nine persons sleeping in a hut a few leagues from Maracaibo were awakened by a loud humming noise and a vivid, dazzling light which brilliantly illuminated the interior of the house. The occupants, completely terror-stricken and believing as they relate that the end of the world had come, threw themselves on their knees and commenced to pray, but their devotions were almost immediately interrupted by violent vomitings and extensive swellings commenced to appear in the upper part of their bodies, this being particularly noticeable about the face and lips. Oh my God. It is to be noted that the brilliant lights was not accompanied by a sensation of heat, although there was a smoky appearance and a peculiar smell. The next morning, the swellings had subsided, leaving upon the face and body large black blotches. No special pain was felt until the ninth day, when the skin peeled off, and these blotches were transformed into virulent raw sores. The hair of the head fell upon the side which happened to be underneath when the phenomenon occurred, the same side of the body being, in all nine cases, the more seriously injured. The remarkable part of the occurrence is that the house was uninjured, all doors and windows being closed at the time. No trace of lighting could afterward be observed in any part of the building. And all the sufferers unite in saying that there was no detonation, but only the loud humming already mentioned. Another various attendant, another curious attendant circumstance is that the trees around the house showed no signs of injury until the ninth day when they suddenly withered almost simultaneously with the development of the sores upon the body of the occupants of the house. Almost done. This is perhaps a mere coincidence, but it is remarkable that the same 
susceptibility to electrical effects with the same lapse of time should be observed in both animal and vegetable organisms. I have visited the sufferers who are now in one of the hospitals of this city, and although their appearance is truly horrible, it is hoped that in no case will the injuries prove fatal. I think that's worth double-checking to see if that's legit. That was more than one person, though, right? That was a group of people that that happened It to. was a group of people, but they all so lived they... in the same, quote, hut. Yeah, now, when but... I picture a hut from 1886, I don't picture it having windows. But they say that no one the windows were damaged. I mean, I maybe just... I have a stereotypical <laughs> idea of what a hut would would have looked like. Maybe I don't. Or what a what a window would have been back then. Maybe it was just an opening. <laughs> I mean, if it was just open, then why even mention that it wasn't damaged? If it was just a hole in the wall, like yeah. what would be damaged? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I just when it happens to more than one person, either they're all on the same fucking mushroom trip. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I think. They were all high. You no man. <laughs> 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 uh, either all, either they're all on the same mushroom trip or that's one way of saying all right it's like earlier that we spoke about it like when you called over either regis or mike or whoever it was george anthony damn my memory is impeccable um and you're like yo do you see that in the sky and they were like yeah bro that's cool i see it but whatever and they were kind of uninterested but you know more that's why i actually was like did they see it because i was gonna tell you yo maybe you were seeing things but when you told me, no, they confirmed it. They saw it. They weren't as interested in it as I was, but they definitely saw that it was there and it was something that was foreign, like something that's not yeah, normal, you yeah. know? They definitely saw it. Exactly. I made yeah. sure to have someone else look at it. <laughs> exactly. Because you're like, yo, am I seeing shit? I think you probably even went through that thought process. Like, yo, am I seeing shit? You mm. know? So, yo, come here. Come, come confirm this for me. But again, when you have more than one person, man, it's just, I don't know. It gets a little more real for me. Maybe they were all tripping balls, you know? But, uh. And in El Monte in, in uh, Venezuela, in the jungle, kid? Shit. Yeah, I mean... Barefoot bandit out there, son. My first thought was they were all tripping. Yeah. But then this thing, I don't know, with the sores and all that, so that a trip wouldn't give you sores, right? Trees wouldn't say, burn on the hmm? ninth day. The trees wouldn't burn on the ninth day. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. In this uh, article or this uh, report where I read that from, it says, um, as a preface to that article, it says at the top that this account, although it doesn't, you know, it's not proof of anything, it seems highly suggestive of some more recent, well-documented sightings. And they give an example of someone called, or a sighting called the Cash Landrum case of... uh, 1980 which happened near houston texas i'll look that up real quick actually because apparently that case which happened in 1980 must be very similar to this thing which was reported almost 100 years before so that's kind of kind of cool that's kind of cool and um it's kind of solidifying for me man <laughs> <laughs> that about it's all real. that all wraps it up for me that you know but think about the implications of that if you're somebody who does say, all right, I do think there's, what does that mean, man? You know, we fear what we don't understand. Maybe there's nothing to fear when it comes to, you know, uh, an alternative life or potential alternative life form or source out there. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe I don't the wrong personally 
fear it. No, I have. I have a. I'm like. I wouldn't say fear, but I'm like. I definitely want to get abducted for one. <laughs> Please leave me down here. Um, and I. <laughs> I. <laughs> you may already have been. I know. I'm telling you. I was drawing them at nine years old, out of the blue. I was like that kid from the Omen. It's crazy. If but, they're any good, if they're any good, you won't even know that you were abducted. Exactly. Exactly. That's so what I'm saying. Crap. Nah, man. Or it's part of the experiment. Nah, maybe, but maybe my mental capacity, <laughs> duh, is advanced. So I'm breaking the code, man. Breaking the code. <laughs> I'm, I'm able to figure it out. It's taking me 20 years, but I'm figuring the shit out. I've been abducted. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, who knows? I'm trying man. to see if I can find this. Uh, this account that's supposed to be similar, mm-hmm. which apparently happened in 1980, um, December 29th, 1980 in Texas. While you look that up, man, um, this, this does make me think of, you know, and I brought it up earlier with the whole parallel universe conversation, which is something I definitely want to dive into later on, you know, in a future episode of this podcast. But, man, like, I just, I feel like if those, if those things are possible, if, if there, if there is a possibility that there is a parallel universe, there is something else out there, either mirroring this one or whatever the case may be, that's Mm -hmm. more, that's solidifying once again, that there's more out there than we understand, you know? So if, you know, for me, if there's, if there's any truth to a parallel universe, then aliens have to be bundled up in that, you know, like a 1999 package. Like they, they, they all come in together, you know, because it's just, again, solidifying that there's there's more out there than we ever thought there was. And when we went over the numbers earlier in the show as far as the, you know, the size of the universe and how many galaxies in the universe and come on, bro, we're a fucking, you know, we're, we're, that, we're that germ on our hand that we can't see as everybody, getting everybody sick right now. It's how small we are. In the vast, you know, scope of things. Yeah, and sadly. how self-involved are we if we think that we're the only thing out here? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a question. Like, you... It makes logical sense. Hmm. But until you see it, you're just kind of going on faith, right? Because yeah. there's no freaking proof. That's the problem. We've sent out... Um, so aside from moon, the the moon, and, and let's not get into whether we went to the moon or not. Let's assume we did. That's another one, guys. <laughs> That's another one we're going to talk about. Aside from the moon, we've been to Mars, or at least we've sent rovers to Mars, right? Mm. They've sent other craft to other like moons of other planets, but all within our solar system. I think they've crashed something into Jupiter. Or some other planet where they also took some readings. Nothing in our solar system appears to be habitable or hospitable for life. We sent out a spaceship in the, I want to say, late 70s or 80s. I think it's called uh, Voyager. Mm-hmm. Maybe wrong. That, that sounds spaceship like a good name is... for it. <laughs> <laughs> It's the furthest spaceship we've ever sent because we sent it out. It's gone now beyond our solar system. So it's like literally, I mean, this thing has been it's traveling 
what more than 50 years at this point mm. um out into space it still sends back signals as far as i know uh so they know it's still out there and that it's still alive but it hasn't sent anything back that i know of uh <laughs> that i've read or heard of <laughs> that shows oh it's picked up something mm. every now and then you hear something some stories or you see some news report about some weird signal getting picked up by you know some observatory or whatever but it never amounts to anything so at the end of the day you don't have any proof so yeah logically it makes sense that if there's so many galaxies and remember galaxies we're talking about like it, it, it's not we're not talking about a planet no we're talking, we're talking about, about of planets. other suns other moons yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes galaxies logically it makes sense that there has to be something more but if there is will we ever find it not anytime soon because we don't even have the technology to go past very you know we barely have the technology to go past our own solar system and that thing that that literally just made it outside of our solar system a few uh, years ago it's like technology from the 70s. <laughs> because that's how long it took it to get to the outside of our freaking solar system. I didn't even hear I about mean, that. That's we So we sent something out in the 70s and it just got out there right now? Uh, well, not just now, but it was a few years ago. It was in the news because it, was, it had just crossed that uh, threshold of leaving. I mean, you know, it's not like it's a, there's a line in space. <laughs> <laughs> or you're yeah. in the solar system yeah. you're out in the solar. <laughs> here's no, a flag yeah. <laughs> that signifies you're outside the solar yeah, system yeah they have some sort of a range that they say okay this is now beyond our solar system and it passed it um, that's why I know about it because I, I had heard about it and then I read it I saw the news report on it and uh, yeah that thing imagine you know, you know what the technology was like in the 80s bro Nah, man, it was, yeah, it was garbage. <laughs> like, that's how it was great. To get yeah. to the moon, like, there's more power in your phone than there, is, than there was in the spaceship that used to get to the moon. That's crazy, man. So, that's how freaking insignificant we are. Yeah. And how short our lifespan is in the grand scheme of things. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Because, I mean, we're talking 50 years ago. Yeah, took 50 years, you know, for that motherfucker to, so, I mean, some people have, you know, been born and passed away within that time uh, frame. Oh, yeah, you know? I got it right here for you. So, it was launched in 1977, and it says on August 25th, 2012, so it's been, what, eight years now, or well, close to eight years. Mm-hmm. August 25th, 2012, data from Voyager 1 indicated that it had become the first man-made object to enter interstellar space, traveling further than anyone or anything in history. As of 2013, Voyager 1 was moving with a velocity of 17 kilometers or 11 miles per second relative to the sun. So, yeah, in 2012, it's when it actually made it out of the solar system. And it was launched in 1970, freaking seven. Wow, man. That's insane to me, man. That's insane that it takes, it's that far that it takes that long. And who knows at the speed, because the speed that it's traveling, I'm sure it's over 500 miles an hour. 500 to 1,000. 
So this mm. shit is flying. It's not like this shit is like trickling, you know, because obviously the way things work up there with wind resist, there is none, you know. So yeah, this thing is yeah. flying, man. And it's taking that long to get there. That's mm-hmm. scary. That's scary to me, man. That's, That's Voyager 1, by the way. There were two. There were two. And Voyager 2 made it into interstellar space uh, in 2019, in November. Ah, so that was last year. Yeah, November last year. Yeah. So they're both now officially in interstellar space. Which is a feat. I mean, it that is, we man. that something that we created is 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 that far out in space is definitely it's an awesome thing. But when you think about how long it took to get there, how much technology has changed. I mean, when that thing launched, bro. I mean, they had Walkmans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> it's like I don't even know what to say. I'm for like, for people that that don't know what those are, those used to be. <laughs> There are people who don't know what a Walkman is. You yes, there's this there's this uh, challenge out there that their kid, the parents are asking their kids, "What's a fax?" And they record them. They record them, and they're like, "What do you mean what's?" A-? And it's like for us, we know what a fax machine is, but you know, a kid that's nine, ten years old, eleven, even I think at fourteen, fifteen, even you know, anything mm. older than that, I think you should know. But you know, you ask them what a fax is, and they're like, "What?" You know, so um. Yeah, man, I forgot where I was going with that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that when that thing launched, uh, the technology was was so different. So we're so much more uh, further advanced technologically, mm-hmm. and uh, today, and that thing, you know, these spaceships, it just literally just passed the solar system, the threshold for the solar system. So I don't think that leaves much chance for us to ever explore far enough to actually meet <laughs> or encounter any of this potential life that we think should exist sadly and on that note goodbye everyone <laughs> we're all gonna die <laughs> um what we need to do is we need to find um one of our alien friends that we're going at the hypersonic speed which again hypersonic speed is five times uh the the speed of sound okay mm-hmm. and you can just measure the speed of sound on a singular scale and have an idea of how fast that was reportedly traveling. What we need to do is make friends with some aliens and be like, Hey, look, let's work together. All right. Let's meet halfway. Give me the, give me the spaceship. We'll go hypersonic and let's get the hell out of here and let's see what's out there. Because nah, obviously there's hypersonic nothing. Hypersonic is not enough, brother. Hypersonic is, is not enough. Five times the speed of sound? No, nah, because look, uh we've had like people break what three times the speed of sound with a rocket vehicle on the ground mm. so five times the speed of sound when it's only if two you more wanna... than three <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna yeah. be enough baby ain't gonna cut it <laughs> what i mean is to travel those speeds you need to go beyond the speed of light yeah and we will never do that because of the amount of energy you need to get mass to the speed of light. It becomes infinite. No, so we, we would never travel explode. the speed of light in yeah. our corporeal forms. 
what we need to do, make aliens friends. I'm sure they can fucking travel at the speed of light. Because if they were going the speed of sound, they were just messing with us. They're no, gonna they go, need to, they we're need to go have s- wormhole technology. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. So you can just have. jump through. We're just going to mess with these guys. We're going to go five times the speed of sound just so we can stay in their, in their frame. We don't lose <laughs> them because they're so slow and sluggish. Oh, yeah. We know you got the speed of light technology. Let's do it. Let's jump in the wormhole. <laughs> Boom. We're on the other side. We come out the other side. It's like that game, Pac-Man, right? Where you come mm-hmm. out from the from the you go to the right and you come out through the left, same concept yeah. with the wormhole. You know that's what we need to do, man. If we want to do it in our lifetime, cause coño, fifty years. Kid? <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. We need to find a way to cre- either create wormholes or find natural ones, and then find some suckers to volunteer to go through one. What do you think about black holes, man? Those are trippy, dude. Yeah, man, they are very, very trippy. That the more scares you me. learn about it, the more, <laughs> like, what did you say? That scares me, black holes. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to fathom what the hell is happening in a black hole. I mean, something that is so powerful that it even it pulls sucks, in light. Yeah, yeah it sucks it's everything like, in. Uh, what? <laughs> and it's and it's gone. It's you know like <laughs> it's gone yeah it's just gone and gone into what like that's the theory exactly like, where do you go somewhere else do you, does happening? it explode does it exactly man and but the thing is that we know these we know there's black holes out there you know you just mentioned um what did you just mention wormhole. The, the wormhole yeah. and that that has been proven as well if i'm not mistaken or is that a theory still i think Theoretically, Theoretically, they say it, it should be, be possible. Yeah, but I don't, you know, the numbers work for me, all right? So let's <laughs> just say, you know, when we know there's things out there like that, come on, man. Come on, bro. It's Our minds are too simple to really fathom and understand the complexities of, of the world that's out there and the world that we live in, you know? Honestly, I mean, okay, honestly is maybe the, right, the wrong word, but I <laughs> really think that if we were a as a species if our thing was to explore kind of like star trek you know how they of course uh, that's set you know however many years in the future but if we were like an exploring species and we actually pulled together our resources and dedicated a you know a lot if not the majority of our time and resources to actually exploring these kinds of things. Mm. I'm not talking about going to the moon or going to Mars. I mean, that's fine, but for, for <laughs> like maybe to get resources or to see if we can, you know, colonize it, but not as an end goal. That's like a freaking step, stepping stone yeah, on the way to think bigger. Yeah, exactly. On the way to creating some technologies that can actually start working with like this, bending of of you know space and space time and see if we can actually do some create some kind of a uh, a wormhole you know there there's and this is what annoys me about like how science moves you know i've read a report in, a couple of weeks ago i was talking about it with my son actually they've actually managed to teleport um i think it was an electron They've actually managed to teleport something from here, from Earth, to a satellite in space. Get the fuck out of here. They've no, they have. Like, you can read the article on it. But 
we're talking about a freaking electron, right? And <laughs> of course, you need to start somewhere, but everything moves so slowly, you know, and takes so long. Who knows when they'll be able to actually progress that to something where you can actually teleport something meaningful, something physical, like teleport a USB stick or something. Or a person. Well, uh, apparently that's very, very, very much more complicated. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, you, we all remember Star Trek. That should be the goal, right? right? Of course. Remember Star Trek. But we, we, we as a species don't do that, right? We're very, we're completely wrapped up in what we, what we call life here. It's that warm, and fuzzy feeling, man. It's that, you know, lie to me. Just tell me what I want to hear. Whisper sweet nothings into my ear. You know? It's yeah, a, but, it's yeah. being afraid to 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 discover something that you know we may not be um expecting. I mean, I, that's that's what I attribute that to at least in my opinion, you know. Because you're right, man, we should be investing more resources and time and manpower into really exploring what's past our doorstep because if you really look at it when you again think about how big our our universes you know the moon is <laughs> is our it's our porch <laughs> you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's you know and that's just like all right and we're so infatuated with our porch and we want to go ahead and you know fake that we even got there and well that's another story for another day but you know it's we're so infatuated with, with what what's right here that we're not we're not taking the time to to think about farther out and and think bigger again when we say out of the box this is literally out of the box you know mm -hmm. and i think that as well is working against us as far as how slow things are moving because again there's just not that much of an interest i don't know if it's fear of the unknown um or what i don't know it's because when we look out at night we can see the moon so okay since we no, can see I it with our eyes I, you know I, let's explore it but i don't know i my opinion is that we're just too too uh myopic we're too focused on on the, the the small details of our lives we don't think big enough that's what i think it is mm. i think mm. when we went to the moon we were thinking bigger mm. yeah maybe for different reasons cold war and all that shit they were you know the u.s and russia yeah, the race or whatever they were yeah. thinking bigger and people were behind it and that was what people were focusing on and it was just a different mindset and i think we don't think big anymore we think in terms of our petty little national squabbles and whatever and i think that's the problem i think that's why we we can't as a as a species i'm not even talking you know about countries because it would have to be really uh, a sp species thing right every everyone would have to be on board to the extent they could be obviously mm -hmm. um i don't think we could actually uh, become a sort of exploring exp, exp, exploring or exploratory uh species whatever whatever the term is i think you know what i mean yeah I guess and that's so. sad because i think that makes things also more exciting i think people who were alive in the time of the moon landings were were really excited and got really behind that um and if they could find a way uh, or if we could find a way to kind of recreate that kind of excitement, we could probably get a lot more done, you know, if if that's where our focus was. But now you have like little pockets of labs, scientific labs, 
struggling to get funding just to prove that they can trans, you know, teleport a freaking electron. <laughs> because, I, I, uh, I feel like after the whole moon thing too, they kind of like, I know they kind of like, well, well, we'll discover Mars and you know we'll send things we'll send things out to to Jupiter and you know they kind of they're just staying like in the solar system, <laughs> if you will, you know and uh. Mm-hmm. Like you say, man, is you know for us the everyday people, we're so self-involved with our everyday that we're not holding those people accountable that we entrust, you know, to to do those type of things. And for those individuals, maybe they're just thinking too small, you know. They're just still thinking about the porch. And <laughs> haven't even fathomed what's down the block, you know. Well, we kind of went a little bit off from the alien topic. We just kind of skimmed some of the. Uh, topics that are kind of close to it, but uh, I think I think we I think we got in the main points. Yeah, and Told I think some interesting stories. I think you can find you know tie-ins to all those things. You know, so although we it kind of morphed into yeah. a different type of conversation, but all those things again they they encompass you know a similarity. So yeah, man, definitely cool. definitely a, a good episode. I enjoyed it. I hope uh, listeners yeah. did as well. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a good one for me too. Uh, I can always tell because they go by really quick. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. So cool. And we we also brought up some topics that I think uh, we're gonna be bringing up soon as as uh, in so in future episodes. Yeah, like uh, the missing missing persons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's super interesting for me as well. I think you mentioned to me the whole flat Earth thing. Yes. Do you know there's a theory about the moon? being artificial <laughs> like the truman show like the fucking truman show come on man yeah. come on man nah yeah. that's not fake listen to me i'm connected i'm connected to the stars <laughs> and when i look at the moon man i know that that's out there but you're right we are dropping seeds um as to for as as um to what you can expect for some future episodes and uh, that lets you know that we're excited to talk about it as well, guys. So they should be fun for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you all for joining again. Grazie. This week. And make sure you tune in again next week. Compulsory. And tell yes, your sir. friends. Tell your Every family. Wednesday. Yeah, man. Share it. Don't be <laughs> selfish about it. Listen to it with your dog. Let people know. We'll catch you guys. Cheers. Peace.